time to play with pain. Hosted by Emmy-winning comedian and writer Jeff Cesario. Interviewing guests from comedy, entertainment, and sports. Plus, legendary sportscaster Chet Waterhouse. Don't worry, this shouldn't take longer than your average trip to Costco. And now, here's your host, Jeff Cesario. Very exciting. Wow. I got a visual cue, like a network talk show. That was impressive. Welcome to uh, Play With Pain. Uh, today, my uh, producer, Gary, and I are going to, uh, I'm going to leave a space here so that he can put an echo on it. Get it off our chests. <laughs> or should it be, let's get it off our chests. I'm already, uh, I'm not sure. We're going to work that out by the end of this, but, uh, but, but we have some great ones. We do this every now and then because uh, things pile up that irritate the bejesus out of us, and um, and we're gonna and we're gonna we have to get them off our chest because we can't breathe. The weight on our chests is that must be that's how that started. Gary. I think so. Is yeah, that, I think that's definitely how it started. Somebody had like a, a barrel of mead fell on their chest, and they and couldn't it, drink it fast enough. Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah. He looked up and he said, "I can get this off my chest," and then and then it became a thing. So we're gonna we're gonna get the bar- we're gonna drink the barrel of mead off our chests today. Say hello to my producer, a linchpin of the uh, Corolla operation. Uh, it, it couldn't happen. Adam Corolla's entire network. The only linchpin. I mean, you got Loxamana gallivanting in Italy on his uh, honeymoon. Really, got two guys who started four minutes ago and, and me and Dawson. So it's, it's either me or yeah. Dawson who's keeping the ship alive. So, uh, yeah. And, and Dawson incredibly efficient, quite cranky at times. Dawson can be cantankerous. Can be a, yes. He can be intimidating, especially for the other two people who've been on the job four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they are I can uh, only imagine they're frightened of him. That's for sure. Having a field day with them. All right, uh, and and we're taping this well in advance yeah. of its of its posting date. So, Chet, there's no worries. You you don't you don't have to do you don't have to do an update. What? What? I have to do an update? No, Chet. There's there's no point. But I, I, time for a Waterhouse update sponsored by Out of Body Experience. Over twenty feet above the car repairs at Out of Body Experience. Well, Chet, there's no. I mean. What's the not even the NBA finals, Jeff? Well, I mean, you could, but it's going to be Golden State got whacked like a low level thug in the St. Louis mob. You don't need that. You're telling me you don't need it. the only person cockier than Jason Tatum this week is Johnny Depp. You're telling me that 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 wrap up sponsored by Floorgasm, the floor wax so shiny you'll shudder with desire. You don't need chat. It's they're going to be on like game three, but NHL playoffs. Nobody's that interested in him to be Colorado running over Edmonton like a nine-year-old driving a tractor for the first time. You don't need that. <sighs> Look, Chet, it's okay. You can take. Why don't you just relax? Have like a snack bar or something. We got a whole a lot of people don't know Gary that we have a whole a refreshment area for our guests. Yeah, yeah, we sure do. No. NFL former QB Colin Kaepernick's been waiting so long. Even Godot said, "Give him a job." You don't need that. All right. Okay. Okay, well, look. All right. What else do you have? I don't have anything. I'm out. All right. This week in sports history, the year 1851, the place New York, New York, the New York Knickerbockers baseball team 
wore the first ever baseball uniforms, straw hats, white shirts, blue trousers, the uniforms designed by old Tim Tom Hilfiger. This Waterhouse Update sponsored by Dick Tucker's Women's Clothes for Men. Now you can do whatever thing it is you're doing that. Let's get it off our chat. I'll tell you. Keep the let's. It gives uh, the announcer a tee up. Let's get it off our chests. Hey, right, good. Wow, thanks, Chet. That was the that was the was that an update? It was it might have uh, been an update. It was unusual, but I think that was an update. Yeah, he might have snuck it in there on us. I'm yeah. not sure, but meantime, let's just let's just dive right in because uh, there's things bugging me, and I know there's things bugging you. And here's the latest thing bugging me: lacrosse highlights in the top in the ESPN top ten every night. And my wife's now into this. She loves watching the top ten. Uh, and, and, but even she's like, what, what, what was that? I go, I don't know. You can't see the, the ball. You can't see any action. All the lacrosse games apparently are at high noon. So it's super bright and glaring. You can't find, you can't even see the players, let alone whatever little, how big is the ball? I would have to guess. I would say an after dinner mint. I have no idea. I've never seen it. Yeah, I mean, Jeff, at least you're a, a Midwestern kid. You know, as someone who grew up and was born and raised in SoCal, I became aware of lacrosse probably around my 19th birthday. I mean, it was it was just not a thing in SoCal. And now my high school has an award-winning lacrosse team. And, wow. you know, it's it's definitely prevalent out here in uh, in SoCal. But it was not a thing before that. And, uh, you know, I... To that end, the lacrosse highlights I used to like on ESPN. You know, I thought they were kitschy. It was it was an interesting thing. You know, something uh, you know, no one no one really does this. But look, there's 12 people who are who are talented at it. Let's get some highlights. These days, no, no, let's stop. No, yeah. Stop if trying to want, make fetch a thing. Here's the uh, the what's the uh, the uh, anal the the, bro, the cornhole. There you go. <laughs> Gary's eyes kind of perked up when I said anal. Because first of all, here's my point: cornhole highlights are kitschy. That's yeah. my point. Now we'll back up and go. When I was a kid, cornhole meant something completely different. Absolutely. Um, Me too. Um, you know, if uh, if somebody abused a farm animal, that farm animal had gotten cornholed. That's what. Sure. Mike Judge was the one who educated us on that. Yeah. So yes. And thank you, Mike Judge. Yes. So consequently, uh, whenever I'm trying to remember the name of the game Cornhole, because there's no reason it should stick in my brain, I I think uh, uh, anal violation. <laughs> I think we all so, do. We all, we all either think yeah. that or our alcoholic uh, uncle who likes to throw beanbags at things. Right. And, 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 uh, and that alcoholic uncle might be the only one who's somehow enjoying Lacrosse highlights. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's an incredibly hard sport to do. It's incredibly athletic. Those guys, are, uh, men and women uh, playing lacrosse, are running constantly. It's 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 in a sense a a it has the some of the stamina of soccer, but you're loaded down with gear and you got a a, a net on the end of a pole. You got a stick and, uh, and you just can assault people with it. But you know, you, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Frowned upon now, Jeff. What I'll say is, you know, as much as I dislike the lacrosse highlights on the top ten, what I am sort of guilty pleasure here for and shouldn't be is the spike ball. I like the spike ball highlights. Four guys. I don't even know what- 
I haven't seen Spikeball. You have I don't seen. Even know you what Spikeball is. You have seen Spikeball. You just don't know what it's called. It's four. Okay. It's four assholes who are from you know in college, and they think that they're taking it very seriously. Most of their hair is down around their shoulders, and they've okay. got basically. Well, let's a tr- hang on. I got long hair now. Let's, well, no, no, no. You, you've got COVID long hair. These guys are by choice. It's not because they haven't been able to go to the barber because they're afraid of dying. These guys are just you. you know. They're, I'm 19, and I'm so you know, I have gonna dirty, diseased long hair, and they have healthy surfers long hair. No, no, saying. you have healthy long hair. They have dirty, oh. diseased, alcohol-ridden, drug-ridden oh. hair. They just All don't right. care because they're young and they're going to get laid no matter what. But Spike I Ball, feel better about yeah, this. You should. Spike Ball is this game where you've got basically a small trampoline, and then you've got two guys on each team who are trying to bounce the ball off of it, and then you run, and you try to hit yeah. it back to your guy, and then you hit it off the trampoline again. Stupidest game yeah. in the world. Fun to watch yeah. on highlights. I'm not going to lie. I would say this. I would watch that if they show it in its natural element, which I would imagine would be either a dorm room or the kitchen at a frat house. Yeah. If if it's performed there, then it might actually be even more, way more interesting than lacrosse highlights because, you, you know, you're knocking down a stereo speaker or, you know, uh, a, an innocent uh, delivery guy, you sure. know, an Uber Eats guy gets nailed in the head. No, Something I, fun could happen. I completely agree. Indoor spike ball is a whole different game. It's kind of like yeah. you see these videos on Instagram where it's, uh, you know, indoor ping pong and any flat surface is a table. You know, I like that. That's yeah. fun. Yeah, you yeah. know, you, you're oh, going. Oh, I've never seen that. I would watch that uh, above lacrosse. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, especially if you got a, a house with two stories because then you're bouncing it off the railing of the downstairs. Oh, wow. you guys got yeah. running up and down. It's good times. But the spike ball indoor is definitely a, a, a more dynamic game and much more interesting because there's a lot more surfaces when they're doing yeah. it professionally they, they tend to do it out so outside on a big field and that's less fun but still interesting to watch uh two 26 year olds you know running around pretending that this is sport yeah that's like saying glenn beck was a professional comic you know what i mean you're stretching it a little bit uh but all of these uh to me preferable uh to watch in lacrosse yeah and don't come at me with the whole uh you know a it's hard we already addressed that brilliant athletes they're unbelievable athletes it's just not a watchable uh thing it's it's hard to watch it's it's like improv it's more fun to do than it is to watch it's just it's just it amen and uh also like improv you know you don't see many sports where the strategy of the game is to just twist the ball back and forth you know, yeah that's, that's true that's their dribbling yeah. is like oh, oh i'm gonna fake you out like that's that's doing nothing that's doing nothing for me i don't <laughs> I, I know the ball dribbling. is still there what are you doing <laughs> yeah right this it's like still in I, the net and we wouldn't know if it was or not because the bowl, uh, the ball is, uh, it's like a couple of leftover lifesavers. It's about that size. I think I'm not sure. I would say it's about the size of a key lime. Okay. That that's, that's, that's probably accurate. I wouldn't know. Small, you know, seen, it's, it's, I don't know. I've, I've only been, one. I've only been beamed with one when I uh, went to college and made friends with a lot of guys wow. from the East coast. And some of them had played yeah. lacrosse and their favorite move in the frat house was to just fling a lacrosse ball from, you know, the other side of the courtyard. You had no idea where it was coming from. By the time wow. it hit you, they were gone. Sure. You know, it's, it's a projectile that's uh, invisible Yeah, a- and, and don't come at us uh, with the whole, uh, you know, it was originally a native American sport and everything because yeah, true. But now, uh, played, you know, by drunk frat guys at Cornell. Almost you know? exclusively. I mean, it's a yeah, very, yeah. it's a very yeah, East coast, a, rich school type of yeah. type of thing. 
Here's what it is. Johns Hopkins, I believe, has won the national lacrosse title several times. There you okay? go. So don't come at us. No. We were back in the day when, uh, you know, guys would play it for seven hours, Native Americans. And then they and, and, and they had to put it through a, like, a, a, what's the monolith in? A, well, I think it was Touchdown Jesus. There, well, all right. Touchdown Jesus. Yeah. I was going for the thing in 2001, a space odyssey. But yeah. Touchdown Jesus, just as good. Yeah. I um, saw the arms. What do you want from me? Because it would be, there it is. It's up and nobody can tell if it's good or not because it's no. the size of a key line. Yeah. So, you know. Even yeah. the goalies after you score, look. What was, yeah, they don't know that? they've been scored on. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Much like many of us with uh, cheating girlfriends in college. <laughs> don't know we've been scored on. Just looking back, like what happened? That's lacrosse. All right. So please stop with the lacrosse highlights. ESPN. Nobody can see the ball. All right. Uh, what do you got? You got anything bothering you? Uh, I have more, but I, mean, I have plenty more. I, I got name, image, and likeness is bothering me. The the name, mm. image, likeness thing has really been been getting my goat for the past few weeks, and I, I thought I was okay with it. I, I definitely want these kids making money. You know, most of them. You've seen the NCAA commercials in the past five years or so. Yeah. You know, 98% will not go on to be a professional athlete. They're professional students, and they're engineers, and they're doctors, and I'm, I'm all for all of that. And while they, for that 98%, I want them to get paid while they're in college because I'm the one who's watching these games. I'm consuming college football, college right. lacrosse, college, no, not no. Not lacrosse. Well, then <laughs> go ahead. But college basketball, college, college football. I'm I'm consuming all of these things. You know, lacrosse. I I like to I like to watch these games. So these guys should be making money. If I'm if they're trying to sell me a Jimmy John sandwich, then they should get nine cents out of that ad. I, right. I think right. that's only fair. However, I have a good friend whose son is in the process of choosing a college, and he is going to be a top twenty five college basketball recruit next year. Wow. He is this folks is, is this is a, this is deep, deep uh, basketball, deep throat, NIL deep throat. We've got an informant on the inside. Where are you going to get that? You're not going to get that at Colin Coward. This is an anomaly. This is a, a six foot, 10 inch white kid from the Valley who is being recruited wow. by Gonzaga, Arizona, sure. uh, Kansas, Michigan. He's being recruited by everybody. And he's basically, this kid has the pick of, of the litter. He can do whatever he wants. I'll give you just to give you a sense. So what are they what are they throwing at him? I'll get because there. it's not supposed to happen until after they've been recruited and signed. Then the NIL uh, uh, committees or whatever at these schools or the the alumni who are running the NIL projects, whatever um, they can come in at that point and deliver some money for the kid. That's when it's supposed to happen supposed to being the operative term there. yeah um i will get to what he is being offered so let's call him uh kevin yeah kevin Stage. romer um all right kevin romer and uh i will i will get to what kevin is being offered but first i will tell you that kevin, kevin romer are you talking about the that 610 kid out of the valley everybody wants him exactly well, this kid is in such high demand that he was recently offered a role in the new white men can't jump remake he turned it down Wow. Money wasn't right. Holy smokes. Now, his his father is my friend. His father is, you know, a gentleman in his early 50s who I uh, know very well and, and work with on a, a regular basis. And so I get a chance to talk to him. I mean, you know, I, I'm an Arizona kid, so I'm obviously advocating for him to go to sure. Tucson. And I'm, you know, I don't really care, but I I bring it up and when we talk about it. 
He told me recently that one of the schools, uh, let's say that it rhymes with Ronzaga, uh, offered him $600,000 cash to sign with their school. And I said, how the hell does that work? That can't, that doesn't sound right. Right. And he said, well, it's name image likeness. And I said, well, name image likeness is supposed to be, you know, Nike thinks this guy is a great, great dude. And we want him to wear our shoes. And when he's not on the court, we want him to wear our t-shirts and post on social media. And then that's how the name image likeness thing works. So how's he being offered 600 grand to go to Ron Zaga? And he said, well, what's not really known right now is that the name image likeness thing is still very much in flux. And at the moment, the boosters of these schools can just get together and five guys can put in 120 grand a piece. And all of a sudden they're 600 grand that they can just give to him. And that's considered a name image likeness bonus. So there are 19 year old kids out there that are super good at basketball or super good at football. And the way that these laws are still a little ambiguous and up in the air, you can just get five or six rich guys together and put together a package for these guys and just hand them a check for a half a million bucks. That's ridiculous. And if I may guess, uh, Although, although that is uh, quite a bit more substantial than the $8,500 you would have got for a SAG after a minimum wage for appearing in White Man Can't Jump 2, uh, it would have gotten him his union dues and down the road uh, that could pay benefits back to you guys. Uh, yeah, uh, that's wild. That is just Crazy. wild. And, and uh, Jesuit school, so name, image, likeness there could be, you know, uh, could be a holy card. And you're done. They just put Kevin Romer on a holy card. <laughs> Kevin Romer. I think we got something going here with Kevin Romer. Yeah. Kevin Romer. I think a, Wisconsin's recruiting. Yeah. He's a, he said tall and big and white, right? Yeah. Wisconsin's oh, yeah, got to be recruiting. Wisconsin's gotta, definitely in the mix. Yeah. They, they got to be in the mix for that. Uh, yeah. So, th- so this whole thing is just Vegas in 1948. There's no rules right now that anybody's paying attention to whatsoever. That's what your contact is telling, essentially. Correct. Wow. Hold on one second. I'm going to have to edit this, but I got a phone call coming in. I got to take. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you won't have to edit it. Let's see what's. We'll see. Let's see what's happening. It's Gary Smith on a phone call. Let's see what happens. He's listening a lot. Sounds like a pre-recorded message of some sort. Okay. No facial expressions whatsoever. Gary playing his cards close to the vest. Wow. He's gazing off into space as we speak now. Keep uh, on the. Oh, his eyes are closed. He's on the right hand side, um, the audio that would normally go to the to Chris's computer or my computer. Is that plugged into the little receptor? Oh, technical snafu at Corolla headquarters. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think it's black. And it goes into like a gray well. receptor. There should be two two setups like that. There should be. This is their new and they're engineer. They're both plugged into the the female receptors that come out of the yeah. iMac. I believe his name is Jesus. All right, and you've got both search and search two up yeah. on the board. No, no, this isn't. This isn't. This is, oh, someone's not going to have a show today. Gary working from home. No one changed anything for water cooler. Tell me to calm down. Hit go to Apple on the search computer and click system preferences. Uh Oh, that's trouble. It sound, man, this sounds like my wife walking me through trying to get my email. 
And what is it selected? Bad, folks. Yeah. Uh, switch it to Scarlet. Oh, Scarlet. Yeah. Now try again. See this right here, folks. More interesting than lacrosse. Just, just trying to decide if you're going to root for this kid over at Corolla headquarters. Is he going to pull this out? Or is Gary going to have to go? Good luck. Bye. Done. Done. Look at that. There you go. All right. And, and he was dribbling tech talk on the end there because you said goodbye, done. And then you still had to hold the phone close to your ear as you put it down. Folks, that's what we call a world-class ninth inning save. That's the Craig Kimbrell of tech right here. Gary Smith just talked a, uh, I'm going to guess about a 22 year old. who's probably high. Yeah, uh, definitely. Maybe high. went to one year at college and is now working at Corolla because yeah. nine people quit one quarter or whatever. One quarter, one, one quarter of college. Yeah. Ouch. And he didn't, <laughs> and finish. you talked him off a ledge and he didn't and finish. He didn't finish. No. Didn't even finish the quarter. No. Holy smokes. You know why he was busy playing a, uh, Spike ball. Yeah, he's playing spike ball. He's got 1.75 units and he's got a note on his jacket. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, for, I, I say we keep that in. All right, That's let's do it. Exciting. And what was the show that you saved that he is now attempting to save? That'd be the Adam Carolla show. Oh, yeah. I. Uh, oh, sh- my goodness. We had a shift in our schedule today where uh, I don't wow. have anything I have to be there for in person or though. I, so I thought so I decided to work from home and uh, wow. that's why I have to take phone calls like that. Wow. That's like uh, Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield. Wait, Evander Holyfield has a pulled groin muscle. He'll be replaced by Kevin Romer. <laughs> that's what happened there. Well, I just, you know, Kevin what? Romer into the ring oh. and he's got to pull this off. I- uh-oh. I just got a call. Kevin Romer says the money ain't right. Money ain't right. He's not doing it. He's not doing it. <laughs> wow. I cannot imagine the power that, uh, that, I mean, these kids, many of these kids are already on an elevated level and their parents are already working hard to keep their egos in check and make sure they're grounded and they keep their feet on the ground and they maintain a good group of friends and all of that. And a sense of values that are harder and harder to uh, instill in a kid who's been told since probably, I imagine in Kevin Romer's case, the age of nine, oh, that yeah. he's a good ball player, a really good ball player and they get elevated. And now you add to that, the kid's ability to go, yeah, eh, nah, not rich enough. Could you throw in, a Maserati. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, on top of it, you know, in order to make sure that everyone's covered on this front, you know, Kevin's parents are, are putting 20, 30, 40 grand into lawyers to make sure that the deals that he signs oh. are, in fact, not going to come back and bite him in the ass three years from now when he's hopefully Holy trying smokes. to go. Oh, yeah, there's there's big money at play here. You know, you, you, you're offered. There's a ripple effect. I didn't even think of that. Sure. You're offered six, seven hundred from from Ron Zaga. Then, you know, you got to you got to call up, you know, Johnny Sports law expert uh you know i have a good friend dan lust who is uh an expert in this field and he's really kind of shifted his entire legal focus to the nil space as of late and uh he's giving conferences to all these teams you know they're having him zoom in to talk to the the softball teams and the the you know the football teams and kind of educate these guys on you know be careful there's a lot of vultures out there who are gonna offer you you know the moon and take 10 percent. but then when it comes back to pass that the laws are changing or the rules are changing they're gonna be gone they've they've got their 10 percent and they're good you know you gotta you gotta have good representation 
All right, a couple of things, Chet. What did, what did you have to say? Well, first of all, Johnny Sports Law is one of my sponsors. Johnny Sports Law, the name says it all. You got a traffic ticket? Traffic ticket? Go somewhere else. <laughs> uh, so, uh, oh, the other thing, here's what I was going to say. Uh, all, the, all the minor sports at many of these schools, which forever we have been told have been uh, literally pulled by the mouthpiece um, forward by uh, football and basketball and in occasionally in other markets, maybe hockey, maybe women's basketball. The, there are two, maybe three money-making sports at most colleges. And they're the ones shoveling the coal in the, into the athletic department and creating enough money and enough energy and enough time and effort and money. It's money, enough money, money to support all these other programs men's and women's soccer, uh, rowing, uh, you know, water, uh, whatever, lacrosse, whatever it might, yeah, water polo, whatever it might be. Now I'm wondering, Gary, with name image likeness, if that may even out a little bit, I'm not saying most of your big donors aren't going to want to spend their money on football and basketball, but I am saying at some point they might go, Hey, you know, we got a, uh, a boat builder in town, why don't we hook up the rowing team captain who's this good looking dude or whatever, or, you know, the female rowing captain who just won the NCAAs and is going to London for the big regatta. Why don't we hook her up? We got 80 grand laying around. We just paid 600 grand for Kevin uh, Romer. Yeah. We got to have 80 grand laying around. They hook her up. Now, suddenly at least some of the athletes are getting paid and maybe some of the pressure is off. Or maybe there's a way to funnel some of that money for the for the lesser known sports into the actual program itself. I don't know, but if there's if there's that kind of man, I, I'm telling you this, I'm not turning down a role and uh, white men can't jump too. So so that's where this whole thing got off track for me. Right away, my brain yeah. went, huh? <laughs> right. No, I I completely agree, and I'm not turning down a, a role in white man can't jump either. If they need a, we gave uh, blood in college. I mean, for one of those guys bucks or whatever it was, and and now and they're turning. Oh man, that's a sad day. I mean, if you're remaking that in 2022, one of those guys has to have a podcast, right? I, I'm here. Look at this. Yeah, Lighting's good. sure. Come on, I'll, I'll produce exactly. that. Exactly. Come on, I'll take that role. But I agree with you, Jeff. Now, the only thing is, is that when it comes to something like crew or like water polo, the only thing that I think you're you're missing here is that they're going to give them $80, not $80,000. They're going to give them $80 because no one gives a shit. All right, maybe. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, the devil's advocate in me refuses to let this go. Uh, I, I do believe that there would be enough interest or where the coach says we need four new skulls and four new sets of oars. If we're going to be competitive, you know, you guys like the fact that the university of Washington is consistently in the top five in the country in crew. You like that. I know you don't want to pay any money, but I tell you what, if you can hook up this NIL for my star who is ju- just looks like the most wholesome American kid ever. Then I tell you what, we'll funnel some of that money this way, and you won't have to worry about us for two years. Yeah, those I mean, kinds of conversations might be happening. I'm sure those conversations are happening. I, I guess my my retort to that would be: What was the last crew championship you watched? Well, I'm a Wisconsin guy, so I will occasionally watch crew, and I love it in the Olympics. 
I, I have seen uh, the head of the Charles Regatta in Boston, Massachusetts, and seen Wisconsin win it. So, and I will, I will, uh, you can come at me for that and compare that <laughs> to lacrosse. <laughs> <laughs> You're more than welcome to. I realized I've opened a massive barn door on that one. Hey guys, that one's sponsored by Stripper Pole, the fishing rod that'll make them dance right into the boat. That's Stripper Pole. And, ooh, Big one, Rocket City, the jet blue of space travel. Back to you guys. Well, uh, this dovetails us into, and look at us, we've eaten up time, um, into what will probably be our last one for the day. Uh, speaking of NIL and feuds, uh, Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban uh, going at each other like it's a heavyweight bout over who's cheating, and I would say, Who's cheating worse in big time, major level college football? Jimbo Fisher fires off, uh, fires back at Nick Saban. Nick Saban fires first. Nick Saban says Texas A&M, where Jimbo, first of all, Jimbo, really? The priest didn't even blink twice at the baptism. He just said, Jimbo, all right, that's what you want to call him. I I don't understand. Anyway, so Jimbo Fisher coaches Texas A&M. Nick Saban in a press conference without any other coaches there essentially says, look, Texas A&M has bought through NIL all their players, every single one of them. This is what we're up against here at Alabama because we're still trying to conduct uh, somewhat business as usual. That was essentially his point. Jimbo Fisher comes back with the counterpunch and says, what? Go back in history and see essentially how much Nick Saban has cheated. So to me, I don't care. I don't care about, we know they both cheat. We know there is a level of acceptable cheating at the power 10 programs in this country or the power seven, however many they want to count. You know, we know it. that's just the way it is. So I'm not sure what they're talking about here or, or is this just another way to get more interest in SEC football. I don't get it. Well, yeah, I mean, there certainly is a shortage of interest in SEC football. I mean, the, no one's yeah, really people are no one's really off. watching that. I mean, they're they're tuning out. So, you know, we definitely should get this going. But yeah, I mean, this goes back to the NIL thing. It's like, well, I I, I guess I'm sympathetic with Fisher if if in reality that is the world we're living in where you can just get six donors together and send someone a check for $1.7 million. Like if that is in, in fact the reality, then I'm sympathetic to that. On the other hand, Saban's been doing this for 25 years before the rules have been changed. So he's clearly good at it. Jimbo, the reason you're making $9.4 million a year these days is because you studied on the hip of this gentleman. I get yeah. it that you want to beat him and you want to be the new wave and you want to be the next Nick Saban, but calm down. Just, just calm down. Yeah. When you're, when you're fairly consistently eight and four and you're always, and always consistently the last five years or since Jimbo got there, four years, whatever, been picked to finish in the top six in the country. And yet you wind up eight and four or whatever. You never beat the competition this year. They finally beat out Alabama. But they lost to whoever, Mississippi. Or, I mean, they still wound up like eight and four. So until you're consistently putting out a product on the field that is competing with Nick Saban, I, I don't see why you blow your top. I don't get it, especially when you were at Florida State. 
which is now digging out of more paperwork than there was at the, at the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. I mean, you know, so I, I don't think either of these guys have left a particularly great trail, but I'll say this about Nick Saban. His is way further back. His hopscotch from, from Michigan State to the Miami Dolphins, then back to Alabama was, you know, the same has been in Alabama, what, 13, 14 years now, something like that. Something so like that, yeah. ancient history for that. He is or appears to be the stable one of the two, uh, you know, and I would I would give a lot of credit to the fact that he has resisted any nicknames like Jimbo. So I just you got to kind of give the nod to Nick there. So I would say I get where Jimbo's coming from in the sense that someone calls him out nationally and says he's buying all his players and he's a cheat. And and he knows from inside Saban's program. Hey, wait a second. We've been doing this before it was legal, (laughs) you know, essentially is what Jimbo said. Pretty much. But I would wait till you're at least 10 and two before (laughs) I pop that off. I agree. That's what I would do. All right, are we done? We out. If you got a quick one, got a quick one. You got to get off your chest. Are you good? I uh, I actually got some uh, some more ACS uh, prep to assist with, so I actually got to dip out of here. Oh. I'm very very sorry. These fucking <laughs> oh, guys no. can't do anything without me. <laughs> oh brother, the Kevin Romer. Kevin Romer now trying to trying to. He's an intern. You didn't take the. He uh, didn't take. No the, no. Uh, Romer's Romer's off smoking pot, waiting for his millions from the NBA. <laughs> you, you can listen to the Ace on the House if you want to do a little math on on some of the the Ron Zaga name stuff I've been wow. doing, but. Uh, yeah, you can figure it out. Uh, Ace on the House, co-hosted by uh, Adam Carolla and Eric Stromer, which definitely doesn't rhyme with anything we've been talking about. No, so, no, not at all. So check not that out if you're interested in uh, a little bit more home improvement <laughs> stuff and name image likeness stuff. And uh, Jeff, thank you very much for having me. I'm so sorry. My that pleasure. I, I uh, no, here. don't worry. That was Get It Off Our Chests. This is Gary Smith. Follow him on Twitter at G Patrick Smith. Uh, all the what what's anywhere the, the in the water Carol- cooler anywhere in anywhere. the Corolla verse uh, water cooler every week uh, patreon.com slash water cooler if you want a little extra fun uh, and I quite frankly if you want to hear me talk shit about uh, some of our partners I, I get a little frustrated on there and when people are paying for it I let it go so uh, yeah good times check that out nice nice go for it and of course uh, our prayers to Jesus or whoever's attempting to run the board at the Adam Carolla empire right now. Uh, follow me on Twitter at real Jeff Cesario, my album. What was I thinking streaming now everywhere? And honest to God, it's, uh, uh it's good. It, it'll give it's you fantastic. a good laugh. It's uh, fantastic. Thank you. Thanks so much. Go get that. Uh, the play with pain mugs are available on Jeff with father's day coming up. Boom. Instant gift slap a bow on it. Boom. You're done. Uh, look for uh, some tour dates. I'm, I swear I'm going to post them soon. Uh, Chet, what do you got cooking? Oh, brother. This weekend, I'll be in Slipshod, Nebraska for the Can You Eat It World Series. Cliff the Slab Hurst, favored again after he pounded down an apple crate and mud. Fans love this contest. The local emergency room, Gary, not so much. No. Sponsored by Tempurapedic, the lightly fried adjustable mattress. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain. <laughs>